All right, welcome back to another episode of It Is What It Is podcast. I am your host, Cody Kelly. Connect with me on all social media platforms. Start with Instagram, CVMK33. And as always, you can subscribe to the YouTube page below, CV Space K, and on Anchor. And if you want to continue to see amazing contests, content <laughs> you know what you need to do supporter brother got my cash app down below paypal because nothing in life is free i have an amazing episode an amazing guest i have invited none other than candy to be on here she is phenomenal i'm gonna let her introduce herself and what she does and then we're gonna get into it candy how hey, you doing i'm good how are you today thank you for having me on you're welcome um, I'm Candy K. Lynn, and I am the host of Pull Up the Podcast. It is a sibling duo show where my brother and I talk sports, hip-hop, and news. We are Dallas, Texas-based, Triple D Dat, and I am currently launching my female podcast, Champagne Lifestyle. Champagne Lifestyle. Yes, sir. I like it. So you're, you're in Dallas, Texas. You're a Cowboys fan? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> I was like, it was a rough year for you guys. It was a rough. Down, back went down. And <laughs> there goes the Cowboys. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Look, for the culture, this is amazing. We're going to start off with hottest Netflix streaming shows right now. Let's get into Bridgerton. You're a huge Shonda Rhimes fan. I really like Shonda Rhimes. I think she is a creative juggernaut. I mean, just genius at work. I was a little apprehensive in getting into it because I was like, oh, my wife wanted to watch it. I was like, this is probably going to be lame. But the more I watched between the Duke and the Duchess, between Daphne, <laughs> I really started to vibe off this show. And even though I, I still rather watch LeBron James play any day of the week, it's not that bad. What are your thoughts on uh, Bridgerton? I, I got to go with you on the last part. Like, I'm a huge sports fan. The first 15 minutes lost me, but because it's Shonda, right? I have to go back in when there's nothing going on and rewatch it. Everybody is raving about the show. So if everybody's raving on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, it has to be great. And you're a man. You were like, I kind of dug it. So I'm thinking maybe I have to sit through the first two episodes quietly with not playing on my phone and really watch it to get into the series. And then I can come back and do a follow-up with you on it. But it's trending number one, and I love it. Like, I'm going to be honest. The first five episodes is a little rough to get through. I, I literally wasn't paying attention to about episode five. So <laughs> that's when it starts picking up. Episode five just starts to take off. People are like, this is actually a decent show. You know, uh, it's it's okay for, you know, I, it's trying to rhyme, you know, type of, type of swag. And it's pretty cool. But if you're going to start, I say start with episode five and then kind of Work up, then work backwards. So go five through ten, and then after that, go back. And then you're like, you know what? I see what you're saying. Rewatch. Okay. You know what? Sometimes we have to do that. Because I, like I said, when I got through the first 15, if I can't get through the first 15 minutes of things, I put it down. Mm-hmm. And if you look behind me, you see I'm an avid reader. It's the same thing with a book, right? First 15 pages. And sometimes if you're in a different headspace, yeah. then sometimes you can go back to it. So I would recommend it because everybody else is saying, hey, it's a great show. And if you got time to binge watch on Netflix, why not support Shonda? That's it. That's it. Black Girl Magic. Support Shonda Rhimes. Support Shonda. Look, you're an avid reader. I see the bookcase behind you. Shout out. That was a nice little plug. 
What books will we be uh, reading? My last book, and I've I've almost finished it, is is by Ta-Nehisi Coates. Eight years we were in power, an American tragedy. Really covers the President Obama uh, presidency and just kind of the black collective thought around there. Then I really have to, and I am. I've been saying I'm going to order the Promised Land, but I have to start and actually read his book because I finished Becoming Michelle and I loved it, and I need to read it. What books do you recommend? So Promised Land is what I'm reading now. It's like missing from the bookshelf next to Michelle Obama um, up here. I have, um, I'm starting. Brock is going to take me a while, right? He's 700 pages and he says it's going to be a part two to this. So that's what I'm going to be reading most of the year. Um, from the past, I'm a big Gucci Man fan. I put everybody on Gucci Man's book. I didn't expect it to be so good. Really? I didn't, but Gucci Man entertained me. Really? Gucci Man gave me my entire life. Like he gave me my entire life. If you haven't read Becoming by Michelle Obama, um, you I definitely recommend you pick that up. What else have I read this year? Dang. It's so many. Well, look, I got to keep it 100 all the way. You know, sometimes we get a little confused. So this year, I actually, in 2020, I actually went back and I read Iceberg Slim is so big with men. Mm-hmm. Just like with um, Tennessee Coates. He's not really one of my favorites, but yeah. to be a part of the culture, you got to know what's going on. So I did go ahead and read Between the World and Me last year by him. All right. Um, I wouldn't recommend it in this moment until the world kind of calms down. <laughs> Because, you know, his reading is a little bit deeper material. It makes you think. It makes you pull into your inner self. So right now, the world is crazy. I read Trick Baby by Iceberg Slim, finally. Because I was trying to figure out, like, what all the hoopla was about with Iceberg Slim. Um, So if you're into that, those are definitely, that's definitely one you can get on. The Alchemist was another one that was highly recommended. And it was just a, it was a good little short story about working to the end goal. Like if you believe in something, keep going, you can get there. Um, what else? I read the water dancer by Tennessee coast last year. Rakim don't sweat the technique. That was, um, if you're a hip hop fan for the culture, I thought that was a really good read for me being that I grew up in the South. So as a girl, East coast music came to me later. It was kind of like dropped off in my late teens. Yeah. Kind of go back through history with him and his stories and how he got started and his writing. Like, I really could respect Rakim on that level. And then Dapper Dan was another one of my favorites, the designer, hip hop yeah. icon, right. um, who Rakim talked about a lot in his story. So, those are just a few that you can get your hands on. Uh, Dapper Dan made in Harlem. And then RBG. Um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, in my own words, if you're into politics and you're into law, it's also a deep read because you have to understand legal and court cases, which with us having a new Supreme Court judge. Amy Comey Berry. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you're going to have to. (laughs) You know, so how do you sit through RBG? Right. I'm sitting through RBG and then you're going Amy Comey Barrett is like. How do you equal with this legacy as a woman? Like, is what do you want to be said about you versus what's already been said about the three, the four that have come before you? Hmm. Where do you fit in history? So those are some of my quick reads. Uh, not not too serious. You want to have a little fun? Pick up Gucci Man. 
Gucci Man. Out of all that, I'm actually get Gucci Man's book. I've I've dibbled and dabbled in some of the other ones. Uh, you know, had my eyes slated like I'm. You know, I need to read this this month, whatever. But Gucci Man's book. When I saw it, I was like, this can't be serious. You know, because I know because like Fifty has a book out too, and I'm like, ah, you know. But I keep hearing about Gucci Man's book. I'm gonna have to do it. Just, just and I've heard great things about 50. Now, I did read Rick, Rick Ross's book, I was not a fan. I felt like Rick Ross was a snitch. I just felt, and I'm really not one of those people like, oh, yeah, he snitched. I just felt like, like, Rick Ross, you talk too much. Like, I just wasn't moved with Rick Ross. Um, like I said, Rakim was really, really good, Gucci yeah. Man was really good. I've read both of Charlemagne's books, Shook One, Anxiety oh. Snitch, Tricks on Me. Yep. Um, before the world shut down, I had a chance to go to a book signing with, with Charlemagne and actually get my copy signed. So I don't know. There's just, when you love hip hop, the artist sometimes, Pimp C's book was really good, but he was like in the Obama range with like 700 pages. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I tell anybody, you know, when you get to the 700 pages, those are the ones that take you all year. Even if you're an avid reader, like you really have to have free time to get through 700 pages. What's a good book range? I'm I'm completing my book and I'm like on page 20. Like what's a <laughs> what is the number like? Is there because I got intimidated after President Obama's book? I had a number in mind. I was like, I'm gonna get to this and I'm gonna stop. But then when he put out 700 pages, I was like, man, I gotta get to at least 300, 400. You know, like <laughs> hey, what what is a number, what number validates me as an author? <laughs> I don't know. I think 250, right? Like working on my own personal stuff. I because the average reader, yeah, think about the average person. You know, President Obama created his works for the coffee table. Um, people who are high-level thinkers, scholars, you know, he is a president. And George Bush and Hillary Clinton are also on my bookshelf, too. John F. Kennedy, those are just, there's massive, they're massive bodies of work. Right. So solidify yourself as an author, I think 250 pages. Like you said, 20 pages a day will get most people through the book in six months. <laughs> I mean, you know, I think that's good enough. I really do. Obama just, he got a lot to talk about. He had eight years in the White House and yeah. he's worked with some characters and he transitioned out of power, leaving power with somebody that is a fool. left America um, <laughs> in a situation where everybody who was in the White House got 700 pages of story to tell. Hello, hello, hello. Let's switch uh, and transition to music. So uh, obviously because the world is shut down, music is kind of different, right? Uh, everything is kind of more digital. Uh, had a chance to watch Chance the Rapper's uh, holiday fundraiser concert over the kind of the Christmas stretch. Uh, and that's kind of really the vibe right there. What has been amazing projects during this kind of like phase for the last three months? I would say for me, GZ The Recession 2 has been an interesting uh, kind of phenomenon that, it, you know, I really have to take time to listen to. It's a very uh, mature sound in hip hop. But what for you? What What is kind of going through your ears? Um, we agree. Jeezy, um, I'm a fan of, of his music and his work. So I've enjoyed the recession, too. And of course, I'm from Texas. Our girl Meg the Stallion with the knees like that. Meg has been trending. Um. Yeah. Meg and Cardi dropped WAP. Meg and Beyonce went back in and they had the remix. So I've been on Meg the Stallion, the good news. Um, that has been interesting as they dropped their projects 
and her and Cardi dropped the music video with the snakes going through. That's been it. And then, I mean, I like all music, but Taylor Swift has dropped like two albums. I've heard, you know, Taylor Swift, I'm going to actually do this because I have, I admire her grind. You know, like I, I, you know, I'm from Chicago. I'm a brother from Chicago. So Taylor Swift is probably not on my playlist, but, but like the more I see and I'm like, yo, Taylor Swift really has that, you know, like she has it, you know, and every time you look up, she has something else out. And I'm starting to be like, you know, Taylor Swift might be something I really have to get my ears on. So shout out to Taylor Swift. I will be checking your music out. I mean, Folklore, God, I can't talk today. Folklore was the first one she dropped, which was more of her love ballads. And then Evermore. Taylor Swift is in a relationship now. So Taylor is like, she's she's magic when she's in a relationship. She drops even fire hits when she's in a breakup. Like, we're never, ever getting back together again is like the perfect breakup song of all time. So I just love her blueprint. And she steals a lot of it from Beyonce. Don't get me wrong. Kanye did not lie since you said you're from Chicago. The boy Kanye did not did not lie. But Taylor's work ethic is amazing, and she connects to a particular audience, which makes her music spin. Got to give a love for that. That's true. That's true. She she works hard, and and Kanye uh, definitely he, he is uh, <laughs> opinionated. So rumor reports. So look, a lot of stuff has happened. Uh, had ran across some terrible news. Instagram. Um, saw that Latoya Luckett and her husband ended up splitting up today, right? That's one of the news that sat in me. I don't know. I, did, I don't know if it's a validated claim. Somebody posted it and it shared. Share somebody, what's going on uh, out there in the echoes? Well, Tomicus, if you've watched um, The Family Hustle with T.I., yep. um, Latoya Luckett has been on there. He has had a lot of problems. He's also a Dallas native. You know, we know Latoya is from Houston, was a part of Destiny's Child for those who can run it back that far. And they had the little girl. They were seemed to be doing okay, but he lost his mother. So in the middle of losing his mother, he was running back and forth to Dallas. And then when she had the little boy, they did the baby shower and the alleged jump off was on on Twitter posting pictures and saying that he and her were together. So that started the chaos. If you watch Family Hustle, there was already problems there. But I mean, for most women, on my the day of my baby shower and your side chick is going <laughs> to reveal information she should have kept to herself. And in, in a pandemic where I got to live with you, like we can't get away from each other, that may send everybody over the edge. So I wish it wasn't true because I want I want black love to work. Like I want <laughs> us as, as people to stay together, but yeah. you know, I gotta live with you and then you cheating on me yeah. in COVID. That's a lot. <laughs> in COVID. <laughs> you know, and, and my wife is a huge fan of that show. First of all, my wife loves all things real housewives related. So I have to constantly hear. Uh, everything about, you know, RHOA. And so it, you know, what is reality TV? What is the phenomenon around it? Like, first of all, it has to be scripted, right? It can't, I cannot believe that these individuals' lives are the, is this chaotic, right? That there's always some interaction of this magnitude. So is it just, we like watching the drama sake, like it's a live drama or is there real truth to it? Um, well, there's, there's always 
truth based, but the producers are, they're taking a piece of your life and then they're just magnifying it with the script. And it's funny that you bring that up. That's something that Jason Lee, if you're familiar with the, um, you know, love and hip hop with Mona Scott, he was on the Hollywood edition where he's now gotten out of contract because they're not filming. Reality TV isn't as interesting right now with the world and the chaos that it's in. But I think the phenomenon behind it was it was everybody else's mess. It was just, you know, just like I read, there are some people that that reality TV was just their good fix of mess, of drama. And we know that we probably know five people who have that same amount of drama in their life. Like friend over here has some drama, friend over here has some drama. So it's just great ways of pulling stuff out, using everything that you know, you know, with the Housewives of Atlanta, you know, Nene and Cynthia, if there's a, a, a anything that's small that I can get out of you, a Portia said this and I can catch it and get you to repeat it. We create these storylines that get people hooked because it's 24, it, you know, it's constant drama. You sign back up for it and the Housewives of Atlanta is like the, the biggest series in that branch. And they have Beverly Hills. They have New York, Potomac. So people just like to see the drama. They like the the pettiness of it all. <laughs> pettiness sells. Pettiness yeah. sells. And on that, this has been an amazing episode of For the Culture. Look, pettiness sells. Katie, where can they connect with you? What are you doing? Man, if you guys want to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram. You can put in champagne underscore lifestyle, or you can just type in Candy K. Lynn. You can also find me on Facebook at Candy K. Lynn. Um, I'm on all social media platforms, as well as you can find Pull Up the Podcast on Google, Spotify, anywhere you listen to your podcast. Awesome. There you have a look. Connect with Candy. She's amazing. An amazing gift to humanity. Follow her on all her platforms to support her. Black Girl Magic. We're not playing this year in 2021. Look, next episode. Well, two episodes away because I got a few episodes coming down the pipeline. I have an actual live one on what is the vision for the church in 2021. I have some pastors on there uh, that are amazing. Uh, and I'm going to grill. I'm going to be nudging them. I'm going to ask those tough questions. And it's going down. Bring your questions. Always subscribe. CV Space K. And until next time, guys, thanks.